welcome to Bit Party Goes to the Movies, a Bit Party short where we watch contemporary movies that are in theaters now. I'm your host, Jared Cotta. And I'm your host, Brendan Cotta. And Brendan, what did we watch this episode for Bit Party Goes to the Movies? This episode we watched the very profitable and popular Joker. <laughs> Joker has to be, besides Endgame, and it's hard to imagine that both of these films had as much hype around them at, in the same year yeah. as they did. But Joker is definitely the most hyped movie of the second half of 2019 from a cinema standpoint. And, um, yeah, I think when the previews first came out for this film, you and I were watching it together, and we both kind of had this first, like, okay. Yeah. I feel like I know what this is going to be about, and I'm concerned, (laughs) but I'm willing to give it a chance, and uh, let's see how this plays out. And then we watched it, and uh, let me ask you, what what were your first impressions in theater watching it unfold, uh, what did you think? I think the best way I can sum up what I felt watching it was like, it was exactly what I expected it to be. It was Uh a little bit heavy-handed, mixed metaphors a little bit, but ultimately good performances. And it's a very interesting plot point, especially driven almost single-handedly by Joaquin Phoenix. That was very impressive. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into his performance a little bit later, but uh, but I agree with you. I th- there was a couple times when we were in the movie theater and we kind of like looked over at each other, like, "Yep," like <laughs> like ch- checking off all of the boxes that we could have written this movie yeah. ourselves. And, and we don't. We're gonna eventually get into spoilers. We'll let you know, listeners, when we're going to hit the spoiler uh, border. But um, but yeah, I, I think that for me, the first impressions were this is pretty much. Precisely what I was expecting. The things that were missing or that I was hoping wouldn't be missing were missing. <laughs> Some of the things that I was eager to see were included. So, mm. yeah, without getting too vague, I wish we had, like, written on flashcards what we thought was going to happen Scenes, beforehand. Yeah. And just, like, handed it, yep, commentary on healthcare, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very important uh, point that one of our previous guests Uh, told me right after uh, we had watched this film is that director Todd Phillips also directed The Hangover and Old School. Old School seems like his finest like (laughs) (laughs) so he's I like some of his stuff then I don't know if he was primed for this but you know Everybody has a, has a statement to make, and um, you know, I, I say, I guess, good for Todd Phillips for being able to push this new DC uh, direction. Yeah, although it feels true. a lot like a a U turn back onto the Dark Knight thematic uh, style. But uh, anyways, uh, we want to get into the ratings now, so that if you haven't seen the movie, you can you f- feel free to uh, go into it with our ratings in your mind or build your own expectations. Uh, and then we're going to get into some of the spoilers and discuss the movie a little bit more in depth. So, Brendan, I want to hear what was your rating for The Joker. I I gave this movie a 6.5. Okay, thought, that's, that's pretty low. It's it's one of my lower ones for sure. I thought it came up a lot at the end. Okay. I mean, it got a lot more interesting at the end. But I think what really bothered me about it is that it was so clearly trying to distinguish itself from more popular superhero movies like of the Marvel franchise and even of the DC franchise 
Okay. Trying to uh, play itself off as more complicated, uh, more message-driven, uh-huh. even. And I don't think that it succeeded in doing that because ultimately, like, the villains are obvious. Yeah. The, the, the motivations are obvious. This was a superhero movie, whether you like to think of it that way or not. Okay, that, I think that that's a, a good analysis, and I agree with a lot of the points that you made. I rated it a 7.5, oh. and it, it actually fluctuated quite a lot during the film um, and also after the film once I had been able to kind of digest it mm-hmm. a little bit more. I It started off for me really low, and like a lot of people have been saying, I felt like it was a bit slow. It definitely picked up towards the end once Arthur becomes the Joker, yeah. which is not a spoiler because we've all seen the previews. Yeah. But at that point, it really picks up, and then my kind of going over it again with you and, and thinking about it more it, it rose it up. Now, I think that yeah. I always have to down credit films when they uh, when they don't live up to the expectations. Sure, and I felt like this fair. had a lot of expectations. And it just... I, I didn't necessarily ask for a a human interest superhero story. That's a, you know, yeah, of this yeah. nature. Especially um, about the Joker. Yeah, and the Joker, to me, and, and again, this is kind of like selfish, and, and uh, it, I know it's not about what I want, but the the Joker is this maniacal, psychotic villain, like supervillain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, to, and to play him down and, and make him kind of a, a pity case in some parts of the film, you know, to me, that wasn't... That, was, that just wasn't the Joker. And... Todd Phillips himself even said, "I'm not including any Easter eggs." So it, it, it I do respect that. You respect that? I hate that because oh, really? I feel like there's a there's like okay, I get it when films are doing and paying too much fan service, mm-hmm. but to literally pay none in a superhero movie that's definitely true. But I think the whole like angle of we're going dark with the Joker was done so well by Christopher Nolan that if he had just slapped you over the head a couple times with like. Oh look, it's a nod to Heath Ledger. I feel like my impression would have been, yeah, I get it. No, I get what you're doing. I know, but there is a ton of Batman canon to play with. Oh, that's you know, true. You literally, I know you're not. You don't don't repeat the Dark Knight, but holy shit, you have sixty to seventy years of of Batman. That's an excellent at, point at your fingertips, and you're not going to credit anything outside of the storyline that we already know is the origin of Batman. Is like. Put that way does literally make it seem, the bare minimum. It seems a little bit lazy when you put it that way. Yeah, it's lazy, and it's just like okay, like I said, fan service aside, mm-hmm. you pay a little bit. It's a superhero mm-hmm. movie. We're there Absolutely. for the comic books and for yeah. the love of those characters in the comics. Yeah, definitely. Regardless, regardless, with that again, if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out. If not, if for no other reason than a lot of people are already seeing it, but you know, it, it had its its flaws. Sure, and and let's let's talk now about more of our impressions of the film after we had seen it and at this point we want to make sure that the audience knows listeners to know this is going to be a spoiler ridden section Uh so turn off the podcast now if you have not seen joker or are not interested in having it spoiled (laughs) so turn off go watch joker go watch joker and meet us back here one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Now, <laughs> we can proceed. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about our favorite parts, and some of our favorite parts are the sections that are like spoilers. So yeah. 
Yeah. yeah that's why we had to, to drop that uh, uh, warning in. But, yeah. Brennan, what, what would you say is one of your favorite parts uh, of this film? What really made it uh, uh, better than you expected? My favorite part and the part where the film really started to turn around for me was where he finds out about the truth of his past, like his abuse as a child, his adoption, and then goes and smothers his mother. Uh-huh. Because not only was the, the revelation that uh, he was adopted pretty shocking and yep. like impactful for the story, but also the fact that he then goes and frees himself and becomes this much more confident version of himself and finally becomes the Joker. Yeah. I, I like that part a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and that does in some way get to the point of how the Joker is really a, a psychopath murderer yes he is that's his that's his character and that was him showing it and even despite the fact that his adopted mother was abusive and and a horrible person and did not really raise him but the fact that he becomes his whole self and his freed self and his his villain self Mm -hmm. by murdering her yeah that was a that was a really cool scene yeah 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 i like that what about you what was your favorite part my favorite part was the revelation that the woman that it seems like he's been dating who mm-hmm. is, a, is a neighbor in his building uh that he kind of made up or invented in his mind uh his relationship with her oh yeah and yeah. and so it is kind of akin to fight club where all the scenes yeah. where she was in are actually just him talking to himself so i have a question about that scene because i mean it's it was really cool that he realizes this is just a part of his insanity. Mm-hmm. But did you think that that was kind of shoehorned in? Like they just, let's throw in this weird love story. Um, it seemed unnecessary a little bit to me, even though I did like it. Well, well, that that part is actually why I liked it. Because I was really upset that they seemed to be shoehorning in a love story. Oh. But then the fact that they made it a, a facade or, or a mirage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually was really cool because I think that, and this gets into some of the other points that I wanted to make, that moment is when you finally realize that the movie up until that point, and and proceeding on after that, you've been watching it through the Joker's eyes. Yes, yeah, that's a very important component. Yeah, and, and that was really cool and why the movie ended up bumping up for me a lot was because my expectation uh, and and my belief through the first half of the film was that we're supposed to feel bad for this character mm-hmm. and and he is like this anti-hero that is just trying to uh, that is succumbing to the pressures of the society which is the hot button <laughs> word of the society mm-hmm. and that's what drove him crazy but yes. no no that's not true now i'm not saying that the people that harassed him or anything didn't lead to his cracking sure but the thing that we realize when his girlfriend turns out to be fake and that he then goes and is stalking her mm-hmm. is that the joker has been the villain the whole time yes you know yeah, even though absolutely. we have some sympathy for him because of the way his mother treated him mm-hmm. he is still a psychopath he assaults bruce wayne oh yeah he stalks uh sophie which is the fake girlfriend and he murders those people they, they were harassing him but he shoots in cold blood yeah many many times uh those stockbrokers that work yep. for wayne enterprises and his co-workers yep and like and yeah and and so the whole time you're like man this poor guy but if but afterwards when we were talking about it i was mm-hmm. like no no not not this poor guy no he's crazy 
and uh, he's going to deserve all the whatever pain inflicted on him he can he can get from Batman in the future. Definitely. Just because he has a mental illness uh, doesn't make him not the villain of the story. Here's my biggest problem with the movie is that I think you're right and I think that they make that point so or they that's such a cool revelation to have that he's actually been the bad guy all the time he's not this you know pathetic guy in bad a bad situation he is a cold-hearted killer uh-huh. among other things yeah where I think the movie missed out a little bit was that at the end people were still rioting you know what I mean? Like, then not all of his delusions were fake. Then, like, you're kind of justifying some of the things that he does when what they should have done was said, look, things are bad, not everything's perfect, but this society that he sees is trying to drag him down, all you see is some, like, random acts of violence. That happens. That's a very real thing. That doesn't give you the license to then go around and kill and murder on national TV mm-hmm. and, like, make it all about your agenda. I'm just going to throw this suggestion out here just to see, and I, I'm not necessarily thinking that it's true, but what if the scene with him dancing on the top of the cop car at the end after he's been freed mm-hmm. is a part of his illusion? If that's the case, that would I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that it is, only because sure. as a very real consequence of those riots, mm-hmm. the Waynes are murdered. Well, no, but that and that is also something that people are saying was in his his mind. Obviously it happens in real life yeah. and we see the the reality mm-hmm. unfolding, but the idea of that person being motivated by him to mm-hmm. kill Thomas Wayne, what if that in itself was also a part of his illusion? Like we just don't know. That's definitely possible. And if that's the case, I just wish that the writer or the director they were so heavy-handed with certain other parts of this story, I wish they had just given a little bit of recognition to the fact that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. He is the bad guy. Don't try and, like, justify him, make him this folk hero. And not to be a snobby moviegoer, but I feel like many people that watch this film are not going to interpret that w- it that way, and they're going to see him as, like, this hero. Yeah. But yeah. In f- the way that I interpreted it was wow, this is a really strange message because what it seems like is the working class are these impressionable, <laughs> corruptible like villains that yeah. can mob together and hurt many, many people, innocent or not. And um, are they the bad guys? Like, yeah, that's like... <laughs> are, wait, are poor people the bad guys? That's not, In this movie? <laughs> that's weird. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm not crazy about that message. So it felt very all over the place. But I did like it a lot more when you realize how crazy he is and when you think about, like, everything that he did in the context of his psychosis. Yeah, I think that that's something to to consider. All I have are negative thoughts. We were supposed to do this before we got into our kind of our criticisms, but I want to take a step back and just say that if there is any one reason to watch this film, it is because of the incredible performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, absolutely. I mean, abs- incredible portrayal of a psychopath, of a person dealing with mental illness, of yep. succumbing to that illness, literally nails this performance in every capacity. He's unbelievable. I would have just watched him in a movie that wasn't necessarily related to the Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, being this character. Although I do think that it's cool that you get to 
witness that acting prowess and that performance under the context of a pop culture icon. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool, uh, but wow, he is is fantastic in this movie. And really, it's focused on him the entire time. There's mm-hmm. no B-plot, there's no anything going on, except True. for maybe like... There's there's nothing else except for Joaquin Phoenix. This is like his castaway. Yeah. And he does incredible. Yeah, that was awesome. So anyways, that's that's sort of some of the stuff. Uh, you know, Brendan, we, we talked a little bit about what you thought would, what was weak about it or, or essentially like what you wish it had done a little bit more. Can you yeah. elaborate further on something that you think the film could have done differently that would have made it better? Definitely, yeah. So if there's one thing that I would change about this movie... That would be to start it 45 minutes later because <laughs> – now, hear me out. Hear me out. They, they establish Arthur's light as this, this pitiful sad sack, uh-huh. and they beat you over the head of that for the first, like, three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. We get it to the point where I don't even want to see him as the Joker anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird. Establish that earlier on in the first 30 minutes, and the last – majority of the movie is all centered around that scene where he is standing on the cop car and dancing Mm -hmm. i feel like that gave us a picture of what this movie should have been i need a reason why he is the caped crusaders number one villain Mm -hmm. what makes him the scariest thing gotham has ever seen and i think that if you focus more on him being this charismatic leader to Mm -hmm. this group of not the majority like you do rein, rein it in and show this is his Minority, yeah, that is entirely devoted to him, yeah, and he runs this city until they can finally take him down and bring him to Arkham, yeah. I think that would be a much more interesting movie, yeah. I want him to, I want to sh- see him leading his insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, I had a similar thought when I was watching it, which was that I wish that there was some Batman esque plot that he was trying to initiate uh just again to nod to the reason for his existence which is the batman comic books and and uh there there was so little played to that side of him uh the the plotting the planning the the genius absolutely the joker there was it was that was subdued to say the least i think i think you're right i think that they should have paid a little bit more attention to the joker in the dark knight was not a superhuman figure, but right. they established that he is like, conniving and charismatic and knows who to draft into his army, right. and he's strategic. I didn't see any of that with Arthur. Yeah. I don't see the character that we saw going on to being an actual threat to Batman. It, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, then to close it out, and, uh, you know, this is a bit party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to identify the next character that even if Arthur isn't back for a a next Joker 2. Sure, yeah. Uh, there has to be some character that was in this film that possibly could carry on the franchise. Do you want me to go first or you want to go? No, no, you go first. The bit part that stole my heart was Sophie, who is the imaginary girlfriend of Arthur, real neighbor of Arthur. Yep. Uh, and she has a daughter, uh, and I, I, I think I I want to pay a little bit more fan service. So I, in my mind, she 
ends up marrying Commissioner Gordon or something like that. Oh, interesting. And or you know a, a relative of and loop the her little, back in loop her back into the Batman story and maybe her daughter becomes like Batgirl. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. I mean, give me that's... some Batman. Give me some fucking comic books in this movie. That's totally fair. Yeah. That's she was a good character too. Yeah. She was very up. interesting and like she played her part of the imaginary girlfriend to a psychopath. Very, very well. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. What about you? What's the bit part that stole your heart? The bit part that stole my heart was Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin, who is a Jay Leno-esque talk show host. Um, first of all, I love that Robert De Niro was in a successful movie again. That was nice. it's been a while. <laughs> uh, so that was good. And I think his character is really compelling. We saw the story of a not-so-good comedian. Uh-huh. I would love to see a young Robert De Niro's character kind of coming up in the comedy world in Gotham. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. You could tie it into Batman, but I think that he it's a compelling story. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, there's a very honest and uh, open look at Joker, and uh, me giving it a 7.5, Brendan a little lower on the scale at 6.5, but we're, of course, encouraging everybody to uh, watch it for themselves if you stuck with it uh, until the end and you haven't seen the movie yet. Definitely go check it out. Uh, hit us up on social media if you want to voice your own opinion at the about uh, this film. I but, bet you um, will. <laughs> Anyways, I'll just sign it off the way I normally do when we don't do spoilers. <laughs> Go check out Joker in theaters now.